Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20. The 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for another edition of the 2022 Jets Offseason Roundtable. And so we bring in a friend of mine who is another person who has actually been on these roundtables every single year we've done them. This is the fifth year now. Very successful author of the books Van Halen Rising and Ted Templeman, a platinum producer's life in music and a diehard Jets fan. He actually goes all the way back to the 70s. My good friend Greg Renoff. Greg, what's up, brother? Hey, great to talk to you, Scott. So, Greg, here we are, another offseason. And once again, we're talking about how the Jets need to add pieces and it's a crucial offseason and they've got free agency coming up in the draft. And we're going to get to all of that. But in order to get to where you want the Jets to be, you got to first evaluate where they are right now and how they got there. So let's talk about their first year head coach. Robert Sala and his rookie season with the Jets. What did you think of Sala and his staff in year one? Were you pleased? Well, you know, I think coming from where we were with uh, with Adam Gase, it's it was a you know a breath of fresh air. Um, you know, I don't I don't think whatever you want to say about Adam Gase, he was um, he's the he was the greatest uh, uh, face of the franchise, regardless of the performance on the field. I think Sala brought a uh, brought a breath of fresh air in that sense. He's, you know, very, very good with the media. He seems to really have uh, a connection with players. 
and seems to be somebody who has for what it's worth at this point seems to have really um you know kind of wiped the slate clean from what came before and seems to be offering a fresh start a real fresh start um that looks positive uh on the other hand you know when you look at the results on the field as you as you mentioned there was some definite bright spots towards the end of the season especially with offense and all through the year you saw zach wilson make plays um but also at times you know he was uh, he definitely looked overwhelmed out there and so um you know it's going to be a big a big test in year two i think this is the this is the same situation we faced with uh with sam darnold where it's you know you have high hopes for a a, a um a better year two and taking a leap. We saw that with, with Darnold's rookie year. And then the um, second year, you start to see this, this real um, uh, mediocre play that doesn't really uh, make you think that things are going to get better. So this is the big thing going forward. Uh, The defense was definitely um, less than, uh, I think less than a stellar result all over the, uh, for the course of the, uh, the season in general, I think, you would say that it was probably at best when it played its best, it was probably mediocre. And then, you know, at the end of the year, obviously some of those games like Indianapolis was just a total disaster. So um, yeah, a lot of pieces, right? We need a lot of pieces and that's why this draft and free agency is so important. And you start to wonder too, like when, uh, when Douglas is uh, really going to start to feel the clock is, is ticking louder and louder for him. Um, He's definitely had time. He's had some opportunity and I think he's made some good moves, but at the end of uh, anyone's measurement of a coach has to be the, the uh, and general manager has to be the, record and the record has not been good the record isn't good let's talk about joe douglas because as you said the clock could be ticking on him if he doesn't start to really improve this team to the point of them competing for a playoff spot within the next year or two where are you at with him so far you like what you've seen and are you optimistic that he'll be able to turn this team around in the long run at this point the optimism has to still i think be there with him you know he has the right pedigree i definitely think that unlike our previous general manager who was allergic to taking high round draft choices of offensive linemen, which really, really, I think hurt the team in the long run. I mean, he seems to Douglas really seems to understand that you should build through the line and build through the trenches as a former offensive lineman himself, you know, philosophically that always seemed sensible to me. Um, you know, and he also has been a guy who really hasn't gone out and made the sort of reckless spending on free agency, which we saw with the previous GM as well. Um, but this year, um, I, I think this is going to be the time where he's going to have to really open the wallet. They have a lot of money to spend, um, and there's a lot of holes, especially um, on defense, wide receiver. We go through some of the positions. Um, so I'm still optimistic that Douglas is is the right guy. Uh, you know, he he definitely came, I think, with a track record as a guy who grew up in the Baltimore system and was very, very, very well respected around the league. Um, so. You know, it's it's too soon to say, but I definitely think if the end of this coming year, if the record isn't good and there is some um, a problematic draft, as we've seen with the uh, the twenty twenty um, the twenty twenty draft, where you see a lot of lot of um, failed draft choices, it's it's definitely going to be a, a time to have a, a look at what Douglas has accomplished or not accomplished. So yeah, this is a I think this is an important year, and I'm sure he's well aware that this is going to be you know there has to be real growth after a decade of of just losing football. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. 
Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. How about Zach Wilson, Greg? Where are you at with him? He seemed to pick up some steam toward the end of the season. Wasn't lighting the world on fire, but cut back on a lot of the back-breaking mistakes, at least. Are you bullish on him heading into year number two? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, you, you did see. I mean, you saw those flashes, and I and I really was. One thing I was really pleased about was that, um, you know, one of the things about Sam Darnold was that he just had this unfortunate tendency to throw the killer interception or make the killer turnover. And I was really glad to see that, um, you know, it seemed like Zach Wilson kind of got that message towards the end of the second half of the year, particularly, and really was, was better with taking care of the football. I mean, played some really good games. The one against uh, Tampa Bay in particular sticks out of my mind where, um, you know, he was able to take care of the football, make some good throws and, and uh, make these plays that kind of make your eyes pop. Uh, you know, we still don't know what, what he can be, I think with a, you know, with a, a true number one wide receiver, I think honestly that is one of the things that's most critical um, in terms of evaluating him. Um, you know, the the Darnold experience sort of showed that you know um, whether he had top talent or not. At the end of the, at the end of the day, you can't unmake history, right? It's like you know, if we can go back and say, well, maybe if Darnold's rookie year, if he had like you know an absolute stud lineup of wide receivers out there and great offensive weapons, maybe he would have had a different story, but. You know, this is the thing. It's like you have to try to put people around your young quarterback that are actually not just sort of like, you know, good, but like you need greatness you know, to really make these guys shine with the with the exception of like maybe one or two, you know, of those unicorn style quarterbacks who can make it work with anybody. Um, you really need to have top flight talent. So this is the thing where I think it's going to be so important to have not just a Corey Davis out there who's a good, you know, good two maybe, but like a guy who's an absolute game changer, dominant receiver who can who can really um, take the top off a of defense and really makes um, defense coordinators have to say, this is the guy we have to double team. We have to stop to help your quarterback. 
Greg, I want to come back to that because there are some receivers that the Jets could potentially target in free agency and the draft. But first, I wanted to ask you about Makai Becton, who's going to be a very important piece if the Jets offense is going to succeed in 2022. Where are you at with him? Obviously, he's missed quite a bit of time. His rookie year, he missed time. And then this past year, 2021, he missed pretty much the entire season, came out game one and never came back. What's your level of concern with him? Yeah, I mean, I think anyone should be should be concerned about it. Who's who's kind of watched this? I mean, the interesting thing about him is that when you watched his rookie year, there were games where he was absolutely dominant. Um, there's sort of a narrative that's grown up around that, sort of like, oh, he's lazy, that this and that, that sort of um, you know doesn't really square up with what I mean. Anybody with eyeballs could watch and say, wow, this guy absolutely really just um, controlled some like top flight pass rushers. Both I remember and a couple of other people, um, but you know. The other thing, the flip side of that is that, um, you know, he didn't have a very good camp last year. I think that was, there was this, you know, iron sharpens iron mythology that sort of grew around that to sort of cover for that, but he didn't have a very good camp. And uh, then you end up with a guy who is basically sits out an entire year. And, uh, you know, this is, this is the problem. You go from thinking his rookie year, like, oh, we may have a guy who's a 10 year guy here. We may have, um, you know, an Anthony Munoz style guy. We might have a Tony Bazzelli type guy. You can sort of stick out there and be like, he's our guy. Uh, Prickashaw Ferguson, a law offensive lineman of that character. And then you you end up in the situation like, I don't even know if this guy's going to be, you know, be uh, counted on to be out there. And is he going to be able to start in his natural position? That's um, not a great trajectory. But, um, you know, he seems to be, you know, social media, social media. But it's obvious from what he's been uh, posting on Instagram and on Twitter, he's heard. The, the talk about him, he pays attention to that. And let's hope that's a, a motivator. Um, you know, there's the guys who really benefit from that chip on the shoulder type of pressure on them. And let's hope this maybe can turn him around and get him, get him focused. Um, you know, he's uh, got to get his, his body right. And to be able to be out there because he has, I think he has, you know, looking back on the draft choice, I, I don't think it was a mistake to draft him where he was drafted. I mean, I think he's got the tools, obviously he's got the tools to, to dominate. If he can stay healthy and, and get his, um, you know, his body and his head right to play. He's he's got the tools, so you know that's where it's one of these things where you really look at someone like Joe Douglas, and you know can't feel sorry for NFL GMs, but you you know you kind of have to do where you feel like they do the research, they you know they get the guy and like he's out there and he's playing great, and then you end up with this this situation where you're like, geez, this guy is, may not even be able to go back to where he we wanted him to play, and he's going to have to um, prove himself all over again, which is which is not great, not great. Greg, you talked before about the Jets needing to add big-time weapons to help Zach Wilson, and there are a couple of ways they can do it. They can do it in free agency. They can do it in the draft. They could do it via trade. So let's talk about free agency and the trade market before we get to the draft. The Jets have a lot of money to spend. Seems like we say that every single year, but there are a lot of options for them at wide receiver. We're hearing that it's possible that Brandon Cooks could be available in Houston. Amari Cooper appears to be on the verge of getting cut. It's possible a team calls up and tries to make a trade before he gets released so they don't have to compete with other teams for his services. Allen Robinson is going to be a free agent. There are a lot of options there on the free agent market and via trade. Talk to me a little bit about how you would approach free agency, not just at wide receiver, but at the other positions, because we know the Jets need linebackers. They need safeties. They need corners. They could use some help on the offensive line. Couldn't hurt to have another running back. Tight end. What I'm telling you, Greg, is that there's a reason this team only won four games last year, and it's because they have a lot of holes on this roster that they need to fill. So how would you approach free agency if you were Joe Douglas? 
you know, I think it goes back to what we we talked about a few minutes ago, which is that I I don't I don't think if you're Joe Douglas, you can sort of punt on another year and we go like, you know, hey, if we win six games, this that's cool. We'll just, you know, we'll keep pushing for the next thing. I think it's I think it's time. Um, and I think all of the above. I think that's the thing. I um, but if I were to prioritize, you know, I really would try to prioritize pass catchers for for Zach Wilson. As bad as the defense was, you know, I think if you look at Salah's career, he's had a pretty good luck. Um being able to to scheme up some pretty good defenses when he's been um, involved in um, in uh, his coaching career with that. You know, I really, 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 really fear sort of setting up a situation where you go into week five or week six and you're, you know, you don't have a true number one and you have a, a tight end who is mediocre and you're, you're back in basically – Zach Wilson's getting blitzed like crazy and he's getting hit and he's throwing interceptions because he doesn't have guys who can get open. I mean, I think that's the one thing you see over and over again now in this league. I mean, watch the Rams, you watch the Bengals, just watch the Super Bowl. I mean, there's there there is a different level of talent on those teams. Um, and the Rams have sort of, you know, they have shown where like, you know, you know, maybe they'll they'll be going in a hole that'll um that'll be uh, you know, years and years of mediocrity because they've given away all their draft choices. And I'm not suggesting that, but I think you have to start to say, you know what, you have to stack talent around this guy to see what it is. Um, you know, because we, we've seen it. How many times have we seen it over the past decade? You know, even someone like, you know, uh, Gino Smith, you know, uh, you know, who knows, maybe in a different situation, maybe Gino would have developed differently with better talent around him. I'm not saying he was a, you know, he was the best prospect in the world, but he's someone who's stuck in the league for a long time. And you sort of think there has been, I guess what I'm trying to say is there've been quarterbacks in jet uniforms who maybe could have developed differently who if they had had, um, you know, better, better skill players around them. And I don't think you can look at somebody like Zach Wilson and say, we can afford to burn another year without really filling the offensive side of the ball with, with absolute dominant playmakers. So I'd say sign a tight end in free agency, get the best tight end you can get, you know, whoever's available wide receiver, I think you should go get them. And then in the draft too, we have, there's picks, you know, stack a, a, a rookie wide receiver um, with that. I think the, the sense that you could sort of be on the Joe Douglas clock and beyond the sense that you have a young quarterback who has talent, who has the potential to be great. I don't think you can just sort of say, we're just going to roll with like, you know, rolling the dice on what we have and sort of hope that a rookie wide receiver develops. I think you do have to get a, get a veterans um, from the free agent market in there to sort of be like, okay, at least you can sort of say this person has proven they can play in the league in the past. doesn't guarantee future production, but you, you, I don't think you can just sort of roll the dice and say, we draft two rookie wide receivers um we can count on one or both of them becoming an Allen robinson or becoming an amari cooper once the jets get done with free agency and assuming that they take the approach that you just laid out for them in free agency and come away with some of the players that they need they're going ahead into the draft we're not entirely sure what their needs are going to be at that point it depends on who they're able to pick up in free agency so obviously there's a lot of guesswork here but talk to me about how you would approach the draft the Jets have five picks in the top 70 they've got two picks in the top 10 they've got to get these picks right because if they don't hit on most or all of them it's going to be very difficult for this team, which has a lot of holes that we've talked about so far and needs a lot of improvement to finally get to a point where they're competitive in December and actually playing meaningful games at the end of the season. So mm. how would you approach the draft and what would you be looking to do? As you mentioned, I'm a longtime Jet fan and I keep being haunted by, by drafts in the past. And when I think about the Vernon Golson pick 
And I kind of remember being caught in that, like, if I remember correctly, the Jets were kind of caught, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, in a sort of like a middle ground where it was like, uh, we, you know, this guy has some questions around him, but all the people who are sort of the, you know, the absolute blue chip top three or four to five guys are gone and we're stuck with picking this guy. And so that's, you know, um, I have not looked at the, the prospects well enough to be able to say you know, who I would rank above another, but I sort of think in that number four position, I know there is definitely some sense like there, it's not a clear cut situation where you're like, well, if we draft the top four, you're definitely coming away with one of the top four um, prospects. And so, you know, trading out of that spot, maybe that's the thing to do. If I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you can't afford to miss on a number four at this point after a decade of mediocrity. I mean, you, you know, you, you just can't, you're going to get fired if you're Joe Douglas, if you miss on that prospect. Um, so, you know, if they, if he has any doubts at all about any of these edge rushers, if one of them falls because of questions about them, or if he's um, concerned that he's in a, in a spot where you think you're overpicking somebody at number four, I think you just, I think you trade out of that spot and just try to, to, you know, trade down in the first round maybe and try to get some more, some more picks because there are so many holes. That's really my, you know, the thing that I, I, you know, as, as I mentioned, it's sort of as a jet fan, you're sort of continually haunted by the, the, the you know, the picks that should have been different, the Blair Thomas. I mean, go through, we, there's a long list. There's Johnny Lamp Jones of guys who are like, you know, who first round picks who just don't um, pan out. And so that would be my, my major concern is that, um, you know, it seems to be a lot of clarity about the top two or three guys who, who are there, um, the edge rushers particularly, but like if you're, you know, if you feel like that, that you're in a situation where you're, you're having to talk yourself into drafting someone at number four, maybe you don't think so. I think you trade out of that spot and try to, you know, improve your odds by getting two very good players rather than sort of rolling the dice on somebody you're not confident in. Greg, one thing that I like to do on these roundtables is tie a question into a person's area of expertise and your area of expertise more so than anybody I know and maybe anybody on the planet is the band Van Halen. You know all about their history and how they rose from a small band in California to become one of the biggest bands in the world and one of the most legendary bands of all time. Talk to me about that blueprint and how it could possibly be applied to the Jets because the Jets at this point are a sad sack team. I'm not saying that Van Halen was a sad sack band, but they were obviously a startup. They weren't somebody that anybody knew, and they rose to prominence. How can the Jets follow that Van Halen blueprint? Well, I, I think the thing I would say is that that's interesting. You know, the thing I think about, of course, with the Jets and Van Halen is the people haven't seen them. They should go look up the pictures of uh, Eddie Van Halen and Mark Gastineau on the mm -hmm. sideline. In about 1986 or so, about a preseason game, um, they were friends, and uh, they uh, – had this uh, moment where Eddie stood on the sideline and watched Mark play, which is pretty cool. Um, but uh, to your, to your point, I mean, I think the thing about um, if you are a, a musical artist like a Van Halen or anyone else, you're trying to um, find a way to, to, to break, uh, break through the, into the public consciousness. You have to have sort of an irrational level of, of uh, optimism in some sort of ways. And I think, you know, I do think that's the, what the Robert, Robert Sala brings to the table. I mean, I never really thought, um, about Adam Gase, that he was an optimistic person. I just never saw that in him. And so I'm not saying that translates to wins and losses necessarily, but I, I, I do get the sense that Sala, you know, um, has, is a guy who can uh, keep people focused on a goal and keep the, basically the mindset of, of his players uh, in the right space, even if you're not winning. And so I think that's what you really need, whether you're, you know, if you're a, an artist or a, a coach is to be able to sort of have a leadership there to sort of say, you know what, uh, in your head that I can, I can make it, I can make this happen. 
Greg Renoff, author of two excellent books. One is Van Halen Rising, which if you haven't read it, you absolutely should. The other is Ted Templeman, a platinum producer's life in music. Another one that you should read. And I'm not just saying this because Greg is a friend of mine. I'm saying it because they are fantastic books. And even if you're not a fan of rock and roll, the stories are incredible. So check them out. Greg, talk to me a little bit about those books. Give people a preview in case they haven't had a chance to read them yet, what they might find in the books. And then also let us know what you're working on right now because I know you've got some projects going on. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, what I would say about the the books is that uh, if you are a uh, fan of, of, uh, of rock music um, and you enjoy thinking about how, um, as you mentioned, how a band might make it sort of, you know, sort of starting as a startup sort of situation where you're like, we're going to try to, to play, uh, play music for a living and how do you end up going from obscurity to fame? The Van Halen book would definitely be a good one, even if you're not a Van Halen fan. And the other um, book you mentioned, the Ted Templeman book is uh, Ted was a record producer and uh, he was involved with helping to shape the, uh, the careers of musical artists. And so, you know, the analogy I would use with that, um, that job is sort of like a movie director where you have to be the person who sort of puts the whole project together and keeps everyone working towards the same goal, which is whether to put out a great album or make a great movie. So uh, he worked with a lot of great artists like the Doobie Brothers and he worked with Van Halen and Sammy Hagar and Carly Simon. And there's a, a whole host of them. So if you're interested in sort of rock and roll stories that would track from the 70s and 80s up to the 90s and about the career of these, of these artists and their records that you feel like the songs, it'd definitely be a book for you. And uh, yeah, you know, my, my, um, projects going forward i definitely have a, a another book idea i'm hoping to get going on at some point soon not ready to announce that yet but um you know i'm a writer and a historian and that's what i love to do and so um i'll be the first uh person to be uh excited about telling people about that once it gets to be at that place looking forward to hearing about it greg make sure that you follow greg on twitter too by the way at greg renoff and check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the play like a jet youtube channel the thunder from down under luke grant has got some fantastic film reviews up there including two edge rushers who have been getting a lot of buzz in various directions Kayvon thibodeau out of oregon been a bit of a polarizing prospect and then trayvon walker who was absolutely phenomenal at the combine 6'5 272 pounds and ran a 4-5-140, which just seems unfathomable. Luke's got film reviews up of them and many other prospects. Plus, I've even got part one of my mock draft up there. I did four parts. You're going to get the rest of them over the next couple of days. We go through pick one through 40 because the Jets have four picks in the top 40. So I thought it would be fun to do that. It's all available on our YouTube channel. Watch the videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Check out our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, tpublic.com, that's tee and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.